Hello everyone, this is the Charging Buffalo Podcast, Season 3, Episode 41. We're hoping that you are all having an amazing day, and we're back. We're going to talk about the draft. The offseason has just begun, and the Buffalo Sabres free agency is coming up very soon. Development camp starts today, so it's going to be a fun little episode. We're going to sound a lot clearer on this episode. I, for one, am a lot more motivated to do this show now, seeing as we won't have connection issues to worry about. I won't have to worry about navigating Audacity for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. putting everything together. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a it'll be a fun show. See, we get here and we're on the air within 20 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, last week, uh, Bill and I were doing a special mock draft episode before the draft. We got halfway through the picks and then... <laughs> Google Hangouts crashed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was very... I never read the DM. It was very sad. I don't know if you typed it there. but Mm -hmm. Very unfortunate, but again, we're back. We're going to try and bring you episodes every week again while uh, the Sabres are still relevant. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get into some fun episodes like the name draft, the jersey draft too, uh, some other drafts if, you know, leave some suggestions if you have any i feel like we got to rethink this season thing we have 41 episodes in a season now <laughs> this i don't know i feel like what, what when should we call the season when should we uh it's a good question <laughs> usually we just uh kick it to a new season when yeah the next real season begins so mm-hmm. we're just gonna keep trucking along here yeah. but anyways 2019 draft was last week friday the sabers had the seventh and 31st overall picks and on day one, Dylan Cousins and Ryan Johnson. So, yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the Cousins pick, and I've been saying this for many weeks now that people need to come to terms with the Sabers selecting someone that is not from the United United States National Team Development Program, and they did just that. Uh, Dylan Cousins. I know people, honestly, people really don't know who he is. They watch him because to the casual you know just someone who doesn't pay attention to prospects they only hear about Cole Caulfield like in that I'm not taking shots at anyone or anything like that but the vast majority of fans wanted Cole Caulfield because you know he's a goal scorer best goal scorer in the draft and he was the only guy being talked about and you know I kind of take a little blame for that because I on Twitter on here we're only talking about the US guys but yeah the the WHL guys like Doc went third to the Blackhawks Cousins and uh, Byram those guys they didn't really get talked about as much from Buffalo perspective and you know people there's a lot of people that are upset that they picked Dylan Cousins but go watch, go make the trek out to Harbor Center today, tomorrow, Friday, if you're a season ticket holder, try to go to that French Connection tournament on Saturday. And I guarantee you, you're going to be amazed by Dylan Cousins. Mm -hmm. This guy, physical presence, can skate, has unappreciated skill. A lot of people are saying that he's not skilled, but that's only because on the TV broadcast, we're like... I think they said that he's not Bob McKenzie insanely skilled, but watch him play. He lacks skill. Watch him play. That's... That's all I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Bob McKenzie doesn't watch. He does. He's on cusp. Yeah, he. Bob McKenzie gets his information well, from scouts. That's well, maybe it. maybe it was Craig Button. Mm-hmm. No, no. It's but a, Craig Button had Cousins ranked 14th. He doesn't like him for mm-hmm. some apparent reason. But mm-hmm. Dylan Cousins throughout the entire season was like I think I I searched through my Twitter feed uh, Dylan Cousins uh, before the season started. He was my number two prospect mm-hmm. ahead of Capocaco. So that's this is a great pick. I think he is a player that the Sabres needed. Like, from 3 to 12, every, I've been saying this for a while, those guys are all just so right there with each other. You, they could have gone. They couldn't have gone wrong. They could not have gone wrong with any of those guys at that point. You could have gotten Caulfield, who, goal scorer. They need goals. Uh, it seemed like they wanted a centerman, though. That's the thing. But you could have gotten Trevor Zegras, who... Pretty much Casey Middlestat. Do you really need another Casey Middlestat, or do you want somebody who has a little more size to him, better two-way game, and like that two-way centerman? 
that that they lost with the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Maybe mm-hmm. they that was their thinking there. Yeah. Well, it's good to see a commitment to a position of need, though, center, because I know drafting best available is a thing. But and uh, you, there's an argument made that he was the best available player. As shallow as we are at center is was a pretty good pick, I think, because now Middlestat isn't the only guy. Yeah. In the pipeline. And he's not the only hope anymore because mm-hmm. if Middlest like I, don't, I hope this doesn't happen, but if Middlestat doesn't work out, then you are. It's over. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to draft another center. What if Cousins comes in and he can play? That pushes Gergensen's right out of the lineup. That pushes Larson probably out of the lineup. I don't think he probably could. You can probably play him on a third, even put him on the wing. He'll probably start on the wing, like similarly to Reinhardt at least. But he can probably play right away and not look out of place, but it's probably best for his development to go back to Lethbridge dominate, get 100 points, play at the World Juniors for Team Canada in a big role, and then he can come up next year and maybe compete for a job. Mm-hmm. That's probably what will happen, but yeah. I, I love I'm, I, I'm, I'm certain he'll get the nine games, though. I don't. The way that Bottrell talked about it, it seemed like it's more likely than not that he'll probably go back to Lethbridge. And right away? Yeah. Uh, I, he'll probably get at least a couple games. I think. I, I think you got. I think. What is there to lose? He's gonna. But like, hopefully, the way that the off season goes, they construct the team in a way that he has to go back to Lethbridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, he doesn't have to be here. Yeah. We don't. We want to be in a position where Dylan Cousins does not have to be in Buffalo mm-hmm. to start the season, because mm-hmm. that means that there's more depth to the roster, which I'm not very confident that no, that's going to happen, not, but. No. That remains to be seen. But yes, if you're questioning the Cousins pick and have never watched him, go out to Harbor Center today or tomorrow if you have the time and go watch him play because he is you're, he's going to open your eyes. Because if you don't like Dylan Cousins, more, mm-hmm. he, he's a player. This guy is really good. Now, before we segue out of this, I want to bring up how good the, the Montreal Canadiens are going to be. Uh, I for, I completely forgot they had Ryan Paling, Mr. Mm-hmm. Hattrick in his first game. Katkenyemi goes without saying. Cole and Caulfield, now Cole Caulfield. The, the, the Montreal Canadiens draft extremely well. The they past, do. The past three years have been... Say what you will about Mark Bergevin, but I had him at like number 15 or something in our GM rankings mm-hmm. because like he gets a lot of crap, but I mean, like, I think come on. Trevor Timmons, that guy, he, that guy can scout. I think, <laughs> That guy like, can scout. They drafted Ryan McDonough, P.K. Subban years and years ago. This is and going to be a very good hockey team. Just remember... The Sabres are not the only team that are trying to get better. No. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. Montreal's going to get better. Yep. Florida is going to be a lot better. Florida might have a Vesna winner uh, in their pipeline. Yes, Vesna they just winner. drafted Spencer Knight. Mm-hmm. And remember, like before the draft, there was smoke that the Sabres were interested in Spencer Knight. I was going to have a heart attack. Because then I started to think, oh, what if they take a goalie here at 7? Could you imagine... God. That would really be one of the most Sabres things that could it ever would. happen. It would. Yeah. And if, you know, like, the, obviously it doesn't matter anymore, but if they would have picked Spencer Knight at 7th overall and then he becomes Carey Price and he's the Sabres franchise goalie for 10 years, then mm-hmm. it's fine. But The way they are talking about Spencer Knight on the broadcast, I, I never heard a hockey player hyped up that much, let alone a goaltender. I had never heard that before. In like, fairness, Pierre Maguire. Pierre Maguire has been hyping Spencer Knight up for years, though. And then... Um, <laughs> and he's, he, the hype is deserved. He's a, probably the best goalie prospect in years. But this, Askarov next year, he's the Russian goalie from the U18s. He's going to probably be, again, probably top 15 pick. And, and just, just as good. Just another sidebar. Like, I hate at this draft, like, when Pierre Maguire, guys are drafted, and right away he goes, like, Cole Caulfield, I've been watching this young man for eight years. And I just think, why? <laughs> he was he was nine years old. <laughs> what are you doing watching, <laughs> watching nine-year-olds play hockey? Like, you have better things to do. Like, I mean. True. I think that crossed my mind, too. When it, like, he, he was like, I've been watching this guy for eight yeah, years. I've been watching this kid for 15 years. Pierre, he was three years old. <laughs> when I was GM of the Hartford Whalers, I was watching a young Sidney Crosby. Like, like my God, calm down. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, okay, now this pick, uh, I would call it a little bit of a surprise uh, throughout the season. It was very safe, I think. I I wouldn't call it safe. I think it's the opposite of safe. Really? You yeah. think so? I, oh, man. Ryan Johnson does not seem like a safe pick to me. Like, Samuelson, safe pick. Like, he's going to be... Like, when I think of safe pick, I think, like, okay, he's going to make the NHL. He's not. Is he going to be good? I don't know. But I think Ryan Johnson has a decently high upside. Sneaky Joe on Twitter had a little thing uh it was like since 2014 the 31st overall pick has played a combined like 252 games yeah it's in not, the nhl it's not great yeah but you you can find good players there and hopefully ryan johnson is one of them uh i i don't think i had him graded out in the top 31 at all this season i think my final ranking i had him like 45th or 46 and at that point of the draft it's all very close ryan johnson definitely deserving to be a late first early second round pick i would have loved to get some more scoring with an arthur yes. kalia uh, who but i know the Sabres, been of course didn't even talk to arthur kalia at the combine so i knew that odds are they were going to pass on him but he would have been well, hey, Great you saw how surprised Moritz uh, Sider was. Moritz Sider. Again, I love, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I've been raving about Moritz Sider mm-hmm. for a while. And, again, I don't really hate that pick at six. I don't hate it at all. Yeah, you pass on some good players like Cousin Zegras, or Zegra, as Bob Murray yeah, yeah, said yeah. it. Uh, but... If Cedar becomes a top-pairing defenseman for the Red Wings, okay. He's a right-handed shot, too. He's already 208 pounds. I don't know. He's a freak. Yeah, I, t- I told you this. Um, <clears throat> this is just another case of Steve Eisman and his regimes playing 4D chess. Yeah. I think. Uh, and I'd, step ahead all the time. I've been thinking is... Because the Red Wings, they wanted a defenseman last year. They were going to draft Quinn Hughes or both this. It was more likely going to be Hughes, but Zadina slid to them. So I, th- I think they were going to pick a defenseman no matter what here. And you, the argument could be made that Cedar was the best defenseman available and they just picked him. But mm-hmm. I, Well, Broberg he, went after him, right? Broberg went eighth to Edmonton, Edmonton. yes. But mm-hmm. Cedar, he, for an 8, 17, 18-year-old playing in the DEL, and I wa- I've been watching him for uh, probably since, like, December or January, but he could – he playing in all situations, good offensive instincts, very good defensive game too, playing power play, penalty kill in a men's league at 17, 18 years old. It's just mind-blowing. And then watching what he did at the World Championships for Germany, he scored a couple goals too, putting up some points. I'm like, wow, this guy. He got injured at one point, didn't he? I think so, yeah. I remember at, the game was on at work. <clears throat> I don't know if Germany was someone. Um, and I walked by and he was being like helped off the ice and I – I thought, like, oh, God, no. Like, because this was a month before the draft, obviously, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, he's he, this guy's a player. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate that pick at all for the Red Wings. I, this is going to be a really good draft mm-hmm. when, when all is said and done. I remember um, in, like, January when everyone wanted the Sabres to trade their first-round picks, everyone that didn't watch any of these prospects was like, oh, it's a weak draft anyways. Trade those picks. Crying but in the river. back to Ryan Johnson, I was going to say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're still in that adjustment phase. It's only been going on three years now, where the thirty-first pick is essentially a second round. It's it's the first pick of the second round. Yeah, essentially in in recent history at least. With, like Brian with, Lemieux was the first pick in the second round the Sabres drafted, who is one of the only players at thirty-one that have played in the NHL. Right, right, as of late. So. Right, but um, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying though. Like I think uh. If we approach it like that, of course, with the extra team coming into the league, um, I mean, yeah, it's still a first-rounder, and obviously, you know, it's still a 31st and, yeah, pick. But here, listen to this, though. Okay, the 31st pick as a first-round pick is viewed negatively. Like, oh, my, it's it's the last pick in the first round. It's the 31st pick. But, like, the worst team, like the Sabres last year when they had the first pick in the second round, 32, I was like, okay, here we go. Right. It's the first pick in the second round. This is a good asset. Yeah, that's a good point. It's also attached yeah. to the Ryan O'Reilly trade, which now Ryan Johnson will forever be attached to the Ryan O'Reilly trade and mm-hmm. will be under the microscope because of it. So mm-hmm. let Ryan Johnson be Ryan Johnson. Forget about Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Let him be his own player. Yeah. And he's going to the University of Minnesota next year. Uh, I'm excited that 
I can watch Minnesota again because hopefully they're good now. I'm sick of because University of Minnesota that would be my team for mm-hmm. college. I have their jersey. I have family in Minnesota. So and also Aaron, I believe no Portillo. Mm-hmm. No Portillo's going to Michigan. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, I think it's Hoogland. Yes, Aaron Hoogland. He mm-hmm. is going to the University of Minnesota in a couple years, I believe. But yes, Ryan Johnson. Really good skating defenseman can pass the puck two way. Like he's more of a defensive guy, but I think he has a little more offense to give. And this is why I don't think this is a safe pick. I think he could be a top four defenseman. And if he becomes a third pairing guy and he is on the team for seven, eight years, fine. If he, if you can get someone with thirty first pick that is on your team, does well for. A significant period of time that's a win like I'll take it I'll, I will definitely take obviously I would have preferred that they have gone with a guy like Arthur Kaliev mm-hmm. who could potentially be a 30 goal scorer 30 40 goal scorer but mm-hmm. this is what it is uh, maybe they wanted to go defenseman there since they got a forward at seven you know what I've gone on record this season and saying hey I want the Sabres to invest a first round pick in defense and, and I mean I can't complain because we did and just Johnson that. was probably the best defenseman available Ooh. at that point because there was a run on defense there. Yeah. Well, I'll look at Yeah, I don't remember who, if what defenseman went immediately. There were some good forwards that went immediately after, of course. But I want to talk about this um, Portillo pick. Is it Eric? Yes, Eric, Eric Portillo. Portillo. Uh, was he Dalene's teammate at all? Because he had the I Fralunda jersey. I don't think so. He played no. in the, it was like the junior, the fr- the junior okay. Fralunda okay. team. Okay. I think he went undrafted last year, but... Six foot six, his stats are incredible. I don't like you can never goaltending is one of those positions where you can never have enough enough depth. And they they take long enough to develop where really it's it's inconsequential to the other guys on your roster. Mm -hmm. I don't get why people don't like to pick. I think it's cool investing in a goalie. Yeah, I didn't think that they were going I there was smoke that they were interested in Hunter Jones, I believe. Goalies are never a sure thing. The Minnesota Wild picked him like mm -hmm. right before I think in the late second round. Mm-hmm. So then Buffalo went to Portillo, who well, really was not ranked. Uh, to be completely honest, we have never heard of Eric Portillo. Mm-hmm. But you pull up his Elite Prospects page, it's stats are incredible. Another Nine, part. 930 save percentage. He's got size. He's going to play in the USHL next year, and then he's going to Michigan the year after. So mm-hmm. definitely a project, but if he can turn out to be good, mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Worth the wait. They got two... They got Gopakalukinen, and then if this guy can turn out, then you got a decision. Botrol with the history of going off the board, and he does so yet again. But Jonas Johansson, like, he was a third-round pick, of, mm-hmm. I think the first pick in the third round, actually, in 2014. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't, I honestly, I don't mind Jonas Johansson, but he's going to be a dev clock camp. Is, the clock is ticking. I don't know why he's still at dev camp. He was drafted, like, six, seven years ago. but I mean, I don't think he's going to be anything. No, point. yeah, at this yeah. point, no. Probably in the ECHL. But, yeah, yeah, as we were saying how you wanted the Sabres to draft a defenseman, mm-hmm. Johnson goes 31. The next defenseman to go was Anti Tumisto to Detroit at 35. I think okay. that's an off-the-board pick. And then Jackson Lacombe at 39. I would definitely prefer Ryan Johnson over him. Caden Korzak, 41, to the Vegas Golden Knights. And Alex Blasic, 43, to Chicago out of all those defensemen, if they're going to pick one, I would definitely go with Ryan Johnson. I, I know everyone likes to criticize every move that Jason Bottrell and this team makes, but if you're going for a defenseman there, I'm taking Ryan Johnson. So, again, watch him play. I think he's going to be the best defenseman at Dev Camp, I, unless Pilot is at I, is Lawrence Pilot? He is not. He's not? Okay. He's injured, and that's the reason why Lukanen yes. isn't there either, mm-hmm. um, at least from what mm-hmm. I can assume. Nylander not in the Yeah, we'll, we'll get into we'll that get to later, that. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. definitely go watch these guys play because I'm exci- I'm more, I'm more. really excited about this Aaron Hoogland kid. Mm-hmm. He played for USA at the Ivan Holinka, scored that beautiful Michigan goal. Uh, he played... I forget what high school in Minnesota he played for, but he played high school hockey. I w- I'm going to pull up his stats and compare them to what Casey Middlestat did for his Yeah, second. interesting for 
Botchel to go here. Uh, I don't know how many high they, school they kids. They traded up for Aaron Hoogland, too. Right. I, most rankings had him very high, like, in the top. I, I feel like I've seen, hold on. Yeah, I don't know how many high school kids normally go in, like, the middle rounds like this. I don't, Mo- I don't, yeah, they don't really go high in the draft. Usually it's mm-hmm. more in the mid to late rounds. But he went to uh, Rousseau High School, was the captain as well. Uh, 52 points in 24 games. That's, wow, definitely really good. I, again, I don't really know, like, the team, the other high school teams he was playing. I have mm-hmm. no idea what the competition is like. Uh, played in the USHL as well. Uh, 28 point, 28 games played, 14 points. So okay. uh, he's going to play for Fargo all season next year, and then he's going to the University of Minnesota the year after that. Fargo 4, so yeah. So I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Ryan Jankowski was on the radio the other day. He said that he had a training injury of some sort, so he will not be at Dev. He is at Dev Camp, but he's not going to be participating on the ice, so that's pretty unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to pull up Casey Middlestat's high school stats and compare them. Ah, uh, yes, the Eden Prairie native. Is that was that the name of his high school? Yes, Eden Prairie High School. Fifty-two and twenty-four. Casey Middlestat. Casey Middlestat for Eden Prairie. Eden Prairie definitely a more prestigious team, but mm-hmm. uh, he had sixty-four points in twenty-five games. So, so about, twelve more. Connor Hurley. Connor Hurley was a pretty high-end high school player. No longer a Sabres prospect. I believe they lose his rights on August 15th. Uh, Hurley played at Edina High School as well. Uh, let's see here. He had Hurley had 43 and 25, so pretty similar stats mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Hoogland. So the last two picks, Buffalo traded up for Hoogland, and they also traded up to get Eric Cedarquist uh, out of Sweden. He played for Vacchio in the SHL. Yeah, don't really know much about these guys. I Cedarquist was undrafted last year as well, so they drafted three guys that I, I'm pretty sure Portillo went undrafted last year. Uh, Cedarquist undrafted last year, and Rusak is a double overager, he, t- two years undrafted. So Rusak, he had pretty decent stats in the Czech Republic, and Cedarquist had decent stat. Look, I'm pretty sure he played in the Vacchio, the Vacchio Junior team in the Junior Swedish League. Very good stats there and had a decent end to the season in Vacchio in the men's league. So uh, I don't know much about half these guys, but at the top end of the draft, I'm very excited about Cousins and Johnson. Portillo is very interesting. It seems like Buffalo always goes way off the board Mm -hmm. in the third round, and it might work out. So he's an interesting name. And then Hooglin, I want to see some of this kid. I'm excited to watch him play. Uh, he could. It seems like he could be a potential steal. And then the last two picks and Cedarquist and Rusek, they're interesting, but we'll see what happens. I'm just bringing up the uh, Sabres Twitter right now to try and find the uh, the Dev Camp roster. I'm very excited to talk about Dev Camp mm-hmm. today. Uh, uh, the trades. Yes. The oh yes. Uh, PK Subban on the move. Hmm. What do you Indeed. think about that? Uh man, I got to thinking. I this this was this was a cap move, right? Yeah, but yeah. for some reason, I thought is PK washed or something? Like, why don't the Predators want him? I mean, he's only twenty nine. It, it was a cap move. It was a cap. They move. they want Matt okay. Duchesne. Uh, I think clear nine million off the books in this trade. I also think it's way too early to start crowning the Devils. I, like, they don't have a good roster still. Mm-hmm. They have good players. Like their their good players are great, but they don't. They're not a deep team. They don't have anything else. Their defense I mean, is still. Not that great, even with the addition of Subban. We we talked endlessly about the the no names on their team, the Sopranos characters. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I just don't think people are saying, "Oh, the Devils built a dynasty in one day." You got Jack Hughes who hasn't played an NHL game yet. You got wearing Tim. number eighty six too. Interesting. Really? Yes. Wow. Is See, that official? Like he's yes. wearing that? Yeah, he's wearing number eighty six. Wow. But it's forty three doubled. That's what oh. his brother wears. Forty. Who's forty three for them now? Stephen Nazan or uh... Uh, I don't know. Could not tell you. He'll probably switch whenever the next guy leaves. I think eighty eighty six. He's he's definitely going to keep it. Forty three double. Wow. Who? Nobody wears eighty six. Teravinen. Did he wear it for a little bit? Teravinen still wears. He 86. still wears it. I think so. Or he used to. Hold on. He, I know he definitely wore it with the Blackhawks. 
Uh, oh, God, Kucherov doesn't wear 86, does he? Oh, he might. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. Yeah, Kucherov wears uh, it. up-and-coming Yeah. Only the stars wear those unique numbers. And I'm glad he's wearing a unique number. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's cool to see. But, no, I mean, uh, back to what I was saying, though. Yeah. Hughes hasn't played an NHL game yet. Ooh. Taylor Hall might be walking after this season anyway, as as the rumors say. Uh, Nico Heischer, good player. I haven't watched enough of him to call him great or not. And uh, P.K. Subban, then what else do you have on defense? Severson. Damon Severson. That's about it. Uh, you have nothing in goal at the moment. How how does getting these two players make them any better? It's like the Sabres in 15-16. You get True. Jack Eichel and Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Right? Yeah. Like, everyone's crowning them. Everyone's crowning the Sabres saying, oh, look at this. Look out. Sabres coming for a playoff spot. But, uh, no, I mean, Devil's going to fall right into that same no, trap. I just saw the, the Lightning have already signed Nolan Foote, so the first draft pick in the draft to they got two feet now. draft. I don't hate that. I, I, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of Nolan Foote, but I think it's a cool story that they got both of the Foote brothers. The Lightning are at a point where they could just have fun in the draft, yeah. I think. I mean, obviously, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't like to be at the point point that they're at, but um, seeing as how their playoffs went. But, mm-hmm. uh, no, I think, I think that's cool. Like, there has to be – the fact that they had Cal Foote before that, too – has to play into that, don't you think? I think like so. there has to be some kind of that's not a coincidence having yeah. the brothers. Yeah, uh, the Patrick Marlowe mm-hmm. going to the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina getting a first round pick, as long as the pick is not in the top ten. Yeah, to take on Patrick Marlowe's contract, not bought out yet. We'll see what happens there, but I I think I saw they want to convince him to stay. Yes, I yes because the. Because Marlowe's contract was signed when he was thirty, at least thirty-five years old. So once you're thirty-five and you sign a contract, when you get bought out, it's the whole. It's the contract cost is not divided. So if they buy out Marlowe, there's still six point two five million on the book. So why not keep him? I think a team with the leadership of both Justin Williams and Patrick Marlowe and the experience that those guys have. Williams is a free agent. I think he'll come back. He'll, he'll come back. He'll come back. You never know. Right. But, uh, like, having those two guys, that could make the Hurricanes a lot more mm-hmm. dangerous. But then a few days later, they go and make a questionable trade, the Kelvin DeHaan one. Yeah, I don't understand I don't that. understand They just that. signed DeHaan. They just signed him. Maybe they're uh, they're probably clearing the decks to sign Ajo. Also, a lot of people Then why bring in Marlowe? Well, you, know? you got the first-round pick. I, I would have done That's it. true. If... Buffalo made that trade, yeah, stop helping the Leafs, but if you can get mm-hmm. a first-round pick to mm-hmm. just take on... It's like you're buying a first-round pick for $6 bucks. That's true. Absolutely. That's true. Sebastian Ajo, offer sheet candidate. His mm-hmm. name has been coming up a lot, I guess. Carolina's only offering him $6 million. So, and they don't really... They're not really going to have a lot of cap space. So maybe that's why they traded Calvin DeHaan, clearing some cap room there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Canucks making an interesting trade. They got JT Miller... For a conditional 2020 pick, first round pick, a third round pick, and uh, Merrick Mazanik. Uh, if the Canucks make the playoffs next year, the Lightning get the pick. If they miss the playoffs, they get to keep the pick, and then the pick is not lottery protected whatsoever the year after that. So, I don't really like that trade for Vancouver. I think that's a lot. I like it JT better Moore. knowing that they're not giving up a lottery pick next year. Mm-hmm. They get to keep the pick. Honestly, if Buffalo makes a trade like that, where it's protected exactly the same as that, where if they miss the playoffs, they get to keep it, but then it goes to the year after that, mm-hmm. fine. I'm 100% in on that. Go go get a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, Vancouver gets something that they need, though. They get a veteran. They get a guy who can play. Have you seen the Tyler Myers rumors about the Canucks? Yes. $8 million. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. you got to be kidding me. Uh, the, the Canucks are the most bipolar team in the league, I think. See, they make some good decisions, but once the offseason hits, what are you doing? Exactly, exactly. Like Antoine Roussel. Mm -hmm. uh, Jay Beagle. Jay Beagle. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. They're going to give Tyler Myers a 7 times 8 Oh, my God. I just can't anymore. Hey, they just re-signed Alex Adler for two years. Yeah, for $6 million. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) 
Uh, let's keep going here yes. on the trades. I'm trying to find these other ones here. It, uh, it, is it worrisome to you as it is to me that all these big-time trades are happening and Jason Bottrell has been mum? Well, everyone's been saying that in the past, too. Jason Bottrell's sitting on his hands. And then, and then August the, And then the Jeff Skinner trade happens. Right. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, well, this right. is fantastic. Oh, Jason Bottrell's just watching the world burn. Mm-hmm. And then Brandon Montour happens. Right. See, when people criticize Jason Bottrell, they forget that he has brought in Jeff Skinner and Brandon Montour. Mm-hmm. He's also brought Jeff in uh, Scott Wilson. True. <laughs> Fifth round pick. Yes, yes. But, yeah, in, the offseason just began. Mm-hmm. Not many teams are making trades, not, not many big trades. It, I think Did Bot- you want Buffalo to trade for P.K. Subban, and then you can't sign Sam Reinhart? Okay, think- would you rather have Reinhart or Subban? Yeah. Definitely Sam Reinhart. Bottrell is very in touch with what the team needs, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and he, like, he's patient. He's, he's going to build the team the way he sees fit. He's not going to act on emotion or anything And I, I hope like he's that. given time and not fired after this. Yes, season. and I, yeah. I, I believe in him. Mm-hmm. If the Sabres miss the playoffs, I think he's probably going to get fired. Should he be fired? Maybe. No. But no. you can't. And we've said this before. Tim Murray was probably given the axe a little too early. He probably should have been given another year. But... I mean, mm-hmm. they have to at least try and let this guy build build this team because this team is not. It takes more than three years close. to build a team. Yes, mm-hmm. and especially where this team was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna. It might take a little more time. It, it sucks to say, but I I do not think this team's gonna be good next year. I just no. don't see it. No. But. I hope they are. There's no reason I think we I hope be. they are, especially with the team and its 50th anniversary. I hope it's a very good season. The golden season. The golden season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Hartman for Tyler Pitlick. And oh, then the man. Stars don't even qualify Ryan Hartman. Hartman, he was, like, going off the grid. Yeah. And, like, the day before he was traded, he was like, all right, no, no access to my phone. Uh, leave me a message if you got anything to say. Oh, so that's right. He doesn't know. He so was he traded. didn't even know he was traded, and now he's an unrestricted free agent because the stars didn't qualify him. That's right. That's got to be rough. <laughs> Man's played himself. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, he's and gonna what... come back not on a team. Oh, he's a man without a country now. <laughs> uh, I saw this trade and I loved it. I loved it for the stars. Yeah, MB- Hartman MVP for... Ryan Hartman. MVP candidate Ryan Hartman. Mm-hmm. For Tyler Pitlick, I loved it. I was like, that's what that's what made me send out a tweet saying, like, it took Tyler Pitlick to get Ryan Hartman and Bottrell sitting on his hands right now. Uh, maybe I'm overrating Ryan Hartman. I think you're overrating Ryan Hartman. I think Hartman. I'm overrating yeah. Ryan Hartman. But, I mean, I don't know. I want someone with his... his, his I think it's I a, think Ryan Hartman would be a good fit for the team. He would. And I think of the cliche, he has bite. You know, like I think he's just he's Maybe a sign him. he's a sassy boy. I think uh, that's what this lineup means. I feel like he has ties to Buffalo somehow, but I don't, it might be mm-hmm. family here. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Uh, Calvin DeHaan and Alexi Sorella for Anton Forsberg and Gustav Forsling. So that's got to be just a cat move for the Hurricanes. Like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The Blackhawks have rebuilt their defense. They got Olimata. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about him, but and then Calvin DeHaan as well. So. They yeah. have uh, a couple guys in the system too mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, we'll see. Bokvist. I I don't know if he plays next year. No, no, we'll, no, we'll no. see. But um, maybe uh, I'm not sure if he's. They have Yoki Haru, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yoki Haru, uh, Nicholas Bodan, and I mm-hmm. think they have someone else too. Uh, the Avalanche and Coyotes making a trade yesterday as well. With Carl Soderberg going to the Aval- to the Coyotes for Kevin Connaughton and a third round pick. So mm-hmm. nothing crazy there, right? Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen is still a Buffalo Sabre. Uh, Renaud Lavoie of TVA Sports in Canada saying that the Sabres are shopping him, but I don't know. Are they really shopping him? What If the return on Rasmus Ristolainen is a lottery-protected first-round pick, are they doing that? I hope not. Because I don't think they're getting much for him. No. I just don't uh, see it. And I know that P.K. Subban is 31, 30 years old and has a $9 million cap hit, and that's why the return wasn't fantastic for him. But I just cannot see 
how Rasmus Ristolainen gets even more than that. You're I'm probably a, getting a couple second-round picks for him. I'm going to tell you something, Joe. I think Ristolainen is a lot more value than people give him credit for. Some team is going to see him, his physical, raw attributes, his size, his, at times, his offensive ability, and they're going to give up a lot for him because in the right, I'm sure with the right team around him. They waited him, too long. They should have. I mean, the, we, there was a time when the Sabres could trade him for Taylor Hall. I'm still confident we can get a good, no pun intended, a good haul for him. <laughs> I, I oh, just don't see it. Oh, that could have been your headline. What a haul. Oh, did you see, you saw the, the John Vogel poll from a few years ago. Should the yes. Sabres trade Rasmus Ristolainen for Taylor Hall? And then like 94% of the vote said no. Well, we were drunk on Eichel's rookie year. Yeah, and we true. thought, hey, well, everything's all good. the replies that this guy's going to be our number one defenseman. Listen, Risto has plenty of value in my eyes. We we saw him at points during the season; he was spectacular. I remember early in the year when the he whole team was really, playing great. He was really good at the beginning of the year. I I said, wow, Risto has finally turned a corner. Risto was good. Risto's a good defenseman. And, and then when the whole team just fell off a cliff, so did right, he. right, but. I mean, he's still going to get you 40 points. Mm-hmm. There's value in that. Mm-hmm. He brings you some of his physical presence, but he's just lost in his def- in the defensive zone. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if they don't trade him, I don't think it's the end of the world. He's fine. I'm not a big stats guy. Uh, I really don't have a big problem with him at all. Like, mm-hmm. There's some points in the defensive zone that is annoying, but Ralph Kruger certainly thinks that he can t- shape him positively mm-hmm. and maybe help him turn the corner i want us to give risto another chance i'm i'm a risto supporter i'm gonna go on record i'm a big risto supporter i like risto line but yeah think like this if they give him another chance and hypothetically he gets even worse with less power play time he gets 5.4 million dollar cap hit and then what's the value if it's another lost season for him i think then you can't get anything for him i, it, I think it all depends on what are you getting back if you're getting a sec- two second-round picks for Ristolainen, I think you just keep him because how are you replacing the 40 points? You're not. That's the thing. This team is still not deep on defense. They have Johnson and Samuelson in the system now, but those guys aren't coming up for at least two years. And like you said, with losing the 40 points, that's 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 you, not, that's not I'm a good I'm sorry, point. you're not getting anyone unless no. you're getting like Myers or Jake Gardner, but that costs you like six, seven million dollars. It makes no sense in that regard getting rid of that kind of production from your defense, unless mm-hmm. you're replacing it. When we've probably been if the you're lowest just getting scoring draft picks for him, we've probably had the lowest scoring defense in the league for the last couple of years, or at mm-hmm. least near the bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, for sure. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I think my gut says I, th- I think they're going to keep him. Mm. I, I really do think mm-hmm. they're going to keep him. I think so, too. Unless they get a really good return. And I'm in support of it. I don't care. Whatever. Either way, whatever. I, I just don't want to hear anyone complaining, especially the stats people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear it at all. You get, you guys want him gone. I'm, if they trade him for a third-round pick, I don't. I hope you guys praise it. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Moving on. Uh, qualifying offers. The Sabres issued qualifying offers to Zemis Gergensen's Johan Larson, Barf. Uh, Remy Ellie, Remy Barf, Ellie. Uh, Jake McCabe, Lena Salmark, uh, Evan Rodriguez. Evan Rodriguez, yes. I think that's it. And CJ Smith. Mm-hmm. So only I think that leaves like Bryson Martin, Eric Cornell, some 2014 draft busts, um, Sean Malone, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. You know who so uh, those guys are unrestricted free. I think Sean Malone signed a contract with Rochester, though I'm not totally positive though nick baptiste did not get an offer from the leafs i am not surprised so i foresee him going overseas probably but he'll probably get a ahl contract i saw a rumor about a week ago from that elvis kellinen's guy oh yeah yeah i know i saw it and i was like "Hmm, well this is interesting but again his credibility i don't know uh that Gergensen's could go overseas i think avant-garde i think it was offered Gergensen's bob hartley's team yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Offer Gergensen's and um, who else? There's one other guy, Gergensen's and like some minor league guy. Uh, God, I don't remember. But they were offered like contracts to go overseas. But I would not be surprised if Gergensen. I think there's yeah, a, I know. there's a, a KHL team in Latvia too. Maybe he'll. Go Isn't there. it Riga? Yeah. Uh, not qualified by the Sabers. Eric Cornell, Bryson Martin, Jack Doherty. Sean Malone as well, but he signed an AHL contract with Rochester. 
Uh, some other notable names not qualified around the league. Marcus Granlund, Hunter Shinkarik, Kirby Reichel, uh, Marco Dano from the Jets, Sven Andragetto from the Colorado Avalanche. Really? Yes. I'd like him. Uh, Take a flyer on him. But uh, one thing, uh, if you have arbitration rights and you are given a qualifying offer, that can prolong. Mm. That can take your right to arbitration. I think that's why Ryan Hartman wasn't qualified. Mm-hmm. They're probably like the same thing happened with Scott Wilson last mm. year. The Sabers didn't offer him a qualifying offer, but ended up signing him anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find some other guys here. Curtis Lazar wasn't qualified as well. Former first round pick. Uh, trying to find some other guys here. I'm pretty sure there were some other notable mm-hmm. names here. Where was Lazar playing? Now Calgary. Still Calgary. Yeah, not anymore though. Mm-hmm. Jake Dotchin from the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Mason McDonald, former high second-round pick Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. I'm not seeing many other big... Man, it's funny seeing the Blues qualify Jordan Bennington. He was close to being a group six free agent, too. He could have just walked. I I doubt he would have done it after winning the Stanley Cup. Could have big-timed them. mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, next on the docket here. Yes. Free agency. Yes. I want to talk about Joe Pavelski. Okay, yeah. I'm all for it. What do you, what do you think? Joe Pavelski, Buffalo Sabres. Do it. Yeah, you can still play. I saw Pierre Lebron. I think it was Pierre Lebron. He had a piece. Pavelski was visiting Dallas and Tampa. There's no way Tampa's going to be able to afford Joe Pavelski unless he takes a big-time discount. I saw Chicago as the front runner to get him. I saw Minnesota, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why would he go to Minnesota? I mean, he, I think he's from Wisconsin, so it's kind of close, but mm. Minnesota has no direction. Chicago would make sense. But I think Buffalo's possible. I don't think he was going to visit Buffalo. He wasn't going to visit with Buffalo, but I think Buffalo has interest. I think that's what I saw. But That would be a big He guess. would have to think, okay, they have Eichel, they have Reinhardt, they just drafted Dylan Cousins. If I sign here for like three or four years, mm-hmm. they're gonna have. They would have to overpay. Like we're talking like eight or nine million dollars, and that's worth it. I think you give him the money. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. They have Darlene. They have all these young players coming up. I could be the piece to finish this puzzle, mm-hmm. and then I can take these guys to the playoffs. Joe Pavelski is everything that this team needs. He's right a now. culture changer. I think. Yes. He's seen it all in San Jose. He's a leader. You can slap an A on his chest. Mm-hmm. He can help Eichel lead the team. He would be perfect. He mm-hmm. can play center or yep. wing. He can. You can slot him in at center. Or even put him on Casey Middlestat's wing. Mm-hmm. Why not? That flexibility there. Mm-hmm. If you want the center depth, you can have Eichel or Pavelski, Eichel, whatever way you want to do it, and then Middlestat is your third-line center, but I think I'd probably prefer putting him on the wing with Middlestat, mm-hmm. and then that helps Casey a lot too. He would be perfect. Mm-hmm. He would be the perfect addition. I, I hope he comes here, but he would have to think, okay, I could be the final piece of this puzzle. Mm-hmm. What if a team like the Rangers is on him? I don't think they would be able to. You don't think so? No. Now, they're still kind of in that early stage of the rebuild, too. Mm-hmm. But, again, they're in on, like, Panarin, too, so mm-hmm. who knows. Colorado might get Artemi Panarin. That's going to be yeah insane. Is there any other unrestricted free agents that pique your interest for Buffalo? You know who doesn't is Duchesne. I don't really yeah. care for Matt Duchesne. Um, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Especially, he's going to get, like, seven years. I don't, I don't see it. Right, right. Uh, who, I think nothing's Anton Strahlman is interesting. Mm-hmm. For the right price, mm-hmm. he would be a night. You could put him with Dalene. Good defensive game. Nothing is ringing a bell. I need the list. I need the list in front of me. I think <laughs> Simmons, Simmons or Derek Broussard on a one-year deal, a kind of like a prove it to me deal. Uh, that would be okay with me. Of course, I don't think they have a ton of cap space anymore, though. Especially if they go out and sign Joe Pavelski, it's they're gonna have to trade some cap off their books like Scandella or uh, Bogosian. Uh, Ryan Dezingle wouldn't be a bad idea, especially right. if you don't have to drastically overpay. I like Gustav Nyquist. Gustav but, Nyquist. I was going to say, he, what about him? I think he's going to cost a lot. Furland, I, I would stay away from Michael Furland. Matt Zuccarello is going to explore his options. Yes, and I heard, well, my friend, he saw Ralph Kruger at 
canal side mm-hmm. and he spoke to him and Kruger was talking about Matt Zuccarello mm-hmm. talking about he was hyping my friend told me he was hyping up Matt Zuccarello so don't be surprised if the Sabres pursue Matt Zuccarello and I think Zuccarello is Swiss would, right I think so mm, where is uh, where no is... Denmark me no not Denmark it's either Swiss or Denmark hold on you can look Yes. Uh, no. Norway. Norway. Oh well, yeah. geez. One okay. of those. One of those far north. You know what? Countries. Marcus Johansson. I yes, I would definitely mm-hmm. welcome Marcus Johansson, mm-hmm. especially after that playoff run. Good defensive player. Can chip in on offense. Mm-hmm. He's just a good player. What about around. Robin Leonard? <laughs> I'm not kidding. That would be an interesting experiment. I would definitely. I'd welcome him back. I don't care. Excuse me. How about uh? I don't know about you, Joe, but I think the Avalanche are clearing space to go after Duchesne. <laughs> no, it's going to be Panarin, and then the <laughs> the Avalanche are going to become a dynasty. I'll tell you that. They got Bone Byram, Kale McCarr as your top pairing. I don't. I don't want to dwell on this because um, we have other topics to get to, of course. And it's been a long show so far, but um, not yet. But uh, the Flames apparently might be in on Cam Talbot. What are they doing? doing I don't know. I'm, I'm so know. confused. They have a three-headed monster. I'm so confused. What are the Calgary Flames doing? No, because Smith is a free agent. Why do they oh, keep going after don't. these run-of-the-mill fringe starting goalies? Go get Bobrovsky. Go go do something. Mm-hmm. Do something in that. They have nothing. No. John Gillies is not going to be your number one goalie. Tyler Parsons. Tyler Parsons is not going to be a number one goalie. You keep. They just lost Mason McDonald. Who David was, Riddick. I mean, stop going after these <laughs> average guys. Go. Mm-hmm. The Calgary Flames are never going to be good until they have stable goaltending. Big they thought that Dave. was going to be Smith. Didn't happen. Brian Elliott, they thought that was going to be him. Nope, 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 nope. So I don't know what they're doing in that, but they have to resolve that situation soon. Big save Dave is the answer. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I do not think so. But, yeah, free agency should be interesting. Uh, will it be the year of the offer sheet? I don't think so. Do you think there will be? I think Sebastian Ajo would be the ideal candidate just because of the reasons we highlighted earlier with uh, the Hurricanes not wanting to pay him. You know what? I I don't believe that NHL GMs are stupider than the average bear. So I'm going to say yes, there will be an offer sheet. Marner, I guess, is visiting with teams. Mm -hmm. Today they can. They're They're seeing other people. Yeah. Did you see Dubis said that it's not a foregone conclusion that they'll and match? then and then the then Kapanen and Janssen signed extensions the day after something like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's gonna be tough for Toronto. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. I think I saw yesterday that it might have been McKenzie or someone saying that could, Marner could get like thirteen million dollars for fourteen. Like who? Mm. Who? Like nobody's worth that. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Connor McDavid makes twelve five. That's insane. And Marner's a fantastic player, but you got to think though, the four first round picks is going to be worth it for him. Mm-hmm. Like, the good teams are not going to be able to offer sheet Marner. Mm-hmm. The only good team that can off can sign Marner to an offer sheet, Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because you got to think, the good teams don't have the cap space to fit in a Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. It would have to be the bottom. The cellar dwellers or the middle of the pack teams, mm-hmm. and does Mitch Marner? How many teams does Mitch Marner put over the top to to the point where the four first round picks that Toronto gets are all bad, like mm-hmm. twenty twenty four to thirty one? Mm-hmm. Not many, not many. So Toronto, they're probably gonna if like say Marner goes to New Jersey or something like that, you're probably getting picks nine. 17, 20, and 15. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. you're going to get some... Well, I mean, with how the Devils have had the luck, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. True. You might get <laughs> 1, 5, yeah. 2, and 1. Yeah. Yeah. Know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I hope I hope there's an offer sheet. I'm sick and tired of hearing the constant offer sheet talk, mm-hmm. especially around here, because Buffalo doesn't even have the compensation to do it. It's not going to happen. If you think Jason Bottrell is going to sign someone to an offer sheet, I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen. Uh, okay, now let's. Do you want to talk about Dev Camp really quick? Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. headed there today. 
starts at 1 o'clock. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I hope they're selling merchandise, of course. I'm excited to see the goaltenders, as always. Um, excited to see Cousins. going to be a crowded sheet of ice if all those guys are on it. Uh, it's broken up into two groups. Okay. Session 1 is from 1 to 2. Session 2, 230 to 3.30. Okay. Uh, I'll just highlight some names really yep. quickly. Rasmus Asplund, back again. Philip Cedarquist, the Sabres' uh, fifth-round pick, wearing number 84. He'll be participating. Dylan Cousins wearing number 79. I do not like that. Uh, Marcus Davidson will be there wearing number 54. Uh, Hoogland is listed here as number 80, but I saw. Yeah, uh, Jankowski said he wasn't going to be participating. Interesting, Brett Murray is here. Yeah. Number 81. I don't think he's playing anywhere next year or committed anywhere. Andrew Ogilvie, Victor Olofsson, Matej Pekar will be there as well. Uh, Rusek will be wearing number 93, the Sabres' sixth-round pick. Artur Rusalainen wearing number 27. He'll be at dev camp. I forgot about him. Mm-hmm. I forgot about Artur Rusalainen. Tage Thompson is at development camp, which is very interesting. Yes. And we just went through all the forwards. There's a ton of invitees at forward, mainly because the Sabres do not like drafting forwards uh, going back before last year. Alex Nylander is not on here, but Tage Thompson is. Maybe Nylander's hurt. I sir, Is he okay? Like, why else would he not be there? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, because you look... If he's not hurt, then he's good at I gone. don't want to think that, like, he's not eligible, because Thompson has played... Over 70 NHL games. Mm-hmm. Asplund was drafted the same year as Nylander. Nylander only has like 12 games of NHL experience, mm-hmm. too. It just doesn't make any sense. Then you look on defense. Borgen was drafted in 2015. He's gotten some games, too. Hickey was drafted in like 2013. Pilot is listed on the development camp roster. He mm. played a lot last year. Uh, and Jonas Johansson was drafted in 2014, too. It doesn't make any sense how Nylander would not be eligible. I wonder if goalies, though, have a... And it makes sense, because Johansson Buffalo doesn't really have a deep pipeline for goalies. They have mm-hmm. one, two, three, four goalies that are invitees, and then they have Portillo, who's wearing number 30, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, and Johansson. So uh, I'll rush the ice and rip that number off <laughs> But, yeah, uh, Devontae Stevens is... Here as well. Hmm. No, that's uh, Vasily Glotov. That's, that's interesting. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was not signed though. So. Okay. Yeah. So I. It's interesting that Alex Nylander is not li- listed on the Dev Camp roster. I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Does that mean he's going to get traded? Maybe he's hurt. We'll probably get some clarity on that today. But the fact that Lawrence Pilot, who is like twenty three, he's like twenty three, isn't he? Something like that. 22 or 23. That sounds right. Roots Alignin's like 22 or 21, something like that. Mm-hmm. Thompson has gotten like three times the amount of games that Nylander has in the NHL. Drafted the same year. He should be eligible to do it. Is he hurt? I, I hope he's not hurt because if it's still that cut on the back of his leg, like we're talking, mm-hmm. like is this a career-ending injury? Yeah. You know, I hope, I hope he's okay, but... Mm-hmm. I just think it's very strange, something fishy that he's not. And the fact he's not even listed on the roster, like Hoogland, he's not, I guess he's not participating on the ice, but he's still on mm-hmm. the roster. So I don't know. It's interesting. Also, Uko Pekalukinen will not be participating because he had the uh, hip, hip, hip surgery. Hip, yep. So that's a bummer, but at least you have uh, Eric Portillo. Mm-hmm. Is it Portillo or Portillo? I don't know. I think Portillo is weird pronunciation for a Swede. Mm-hmm. You know, Portillo, Portillo. There. Okay, we'll call him Portillo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it for development camp, I guess. But should be interesting. I'm, I'm going tomorrow for mm-hmm. sure. I want to go to the the three on three tournament on Saturday. DM me on Twitter if you have any extra tickets. I will buy them off oh, of yes, you because yes, yes. I'm not a season ticket holder. I want to be a season ticket holder. We'll see, but. Uh, the 50th anniversary. Let's yes. uh, let's dive into that. Yes. So, rumor. I, I don't. We haven't done a podcast since this rumor came out. But all, all white jersey with white pants, white socks, and white gloves potentially as the 50th anniversary jersey. We've seen a couple mock-ups of it. 
It looks interesting. Buffalo Wallpapers made one. But I don't know what to think about this. With Vegas With gold. With Vegas gold. Yes, yes, Metallic yes. gold. Yeah. Um, well, where there's smoke, there's fire. So I believe this is going to be what it looks like. Mostly when there, usually when there's Jersey rumors. Um, they come true. They come true, indeed. And multiple people have heard this, too. Right, right. Oh. A lot of people coming out and saying, yep, I can finally say this now. Stuff like that. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't come out yet. The Canucks have released their jerseys. I am more excited for the themed decades. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, you remember uh, in Shades of Royal Blue that podcast yes. a few weeks ago when the 50th anniversary logos were released. Yes. I'm going to pull these up right now. Yes. I think this is a reaction to the reaction of Sabres fans. Tell me that this was this. They probably made this a couple, like a My, week. They made these logos a week after uh, the reaction to why isn't that royal blue? Why is that logo navy blue and not royal? Of course, if you don't know, what we're talking about yesterday. The Sabers tweeted out a graphic journey through the decades with four 50th anniversary logos on it. First one, obviously, being royal blue. And this is the cool one, too, with the sword, like, right above the Sabres logo, 50 right above it, 1970. But then, the goat head. They are acknowledging the goat head. And look at that. The prodigal son has returned. They have the the butter knife sword. The attention to detail is... I love it. Marvelous. Love it. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. And they are acknowledging the goat head. And even more surprising, they're acknowledging the slug. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they have the one that was already released too. So what I I read the article, I skimmed through the article uh, for a minute, and I guess periodically through the season they will be honoring these decades, seventies, nineties, and uh, the slug era, as well as what they have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you going to honor from this era? Mediocrity. Yeah. Okay, hear me out. What if? Now, there's no way this is going to happen. But like the the beginning of the season, they wear royal blue. For I think it was 2006 when hold we hold on, hold on, hold on. There's 40 home games. Yeah, 41. No, there will be 40 home games because one of the home mm-hmm. games will be in Sweden. Sweden. Mm-hmm. There are four. There are four yes. decades that will be honored. Yes. So hear me out. The first 10 games. They wear royal blue okay. for home. Okay. The next time, they wear the goat head. Uh-huh. The next time, they wear the slug. Okay. And then the last 10 home games, they wear what they currently have. Okay. Could you imagine? That would be... That would be cool, That but would be so cool. It's not going to happen. It's but not going to happen. That would be so cool. You know what this tells me? You look at the one on the far left, like the original, I guess you could say. That's the shade of royal blue they think we want. When they hear royal blue, that's what the organization thinks. <laughs> and this true. plays right into the shades of royal blue thing. What is the right shade of royal blue? What I is... will, if that's the royal blue we eventually get, I will 100% take it. I that's This is what I'm hoping for, what I just said, where 10 games... I will take 10 games with the slug. I don't care. At this point, the slug is nostalgic. I, I will definitely welcome the, the, the slug back for 10 games. That royal blue shade looks too San Diego Chargers-y to me look I at mean, it yellow it's just the it's just a logo it's just it's a not logo. Gonna, that's not what it's gonna look like it looks more like the 40th anniversary jersey if you ask me it does somewhat but oh my god i just give me the goat head I, they're probably just gonna wear it for warm-ups mm. and then they're gonna auction them off and uh, they're gonna be like a thousand dollars and i'm gonna end up buying a oh Yo- my god and end up buying a johan larson goat head jersey for two thousand dollars and i'm gonna hate my life but they're they're gonna honor their these jerseys are gonna come back in some way shape or form and i hope they're adidas i pray to god that they are adidas jerseys and not just like ccm throwbacks but like would you buy a jack eichel goathead jersey oh my god i would yeah yeah oh it's You're ready this itself makes me like the sabers are very lucky the chips have fallen how they had because they just so happen to be going into this exciting 50th anniversary when the fans are distraught at the state of the mm-hmm. team. So 
You bought they yourself could an RU. fix everything just by royal. Just give them royal blue. I don't. Everyone wants it since 1997. Everyone has wanted royal blue. That would freshen the team up. Yes. Like okay, it's perfect. Like, it's it, it, marketing 101, PR 101. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a new era. We're going back to royal blue. It the the new era begins now. 50th anniversary. Bada bing, bada boom. We got royal blue. Mm-hmm. And hey, here's the goat head. And hey, there's some people out there that like the slug. Mm-hmm. Bang, there you go. Wear them all. I, I said this a long time ago. I never thought it could actually happen. And I still don't think it's going to happen. But wear it all, even if it's for warm ups. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The Ducks did it. The duck, did they wear? They just wore them for warm ups, though. Right. That's the bummer part. The only team who's ever worn every jersey throughout the season is the Canadians. And they've been around 100 years. And it's the only reason why they did it. So, the, the, is that going to happen? The caption on this tweet is, buckle up, it's going to be a fun ride. Buckle up, it's going to be a fun ride. We're wearing these for warm-ups. Come on. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm getting my hopes up. That's but. that's true. I'm, maybe you're reading between the lines a bit because it's just a social media guy. But Hold on, let's look at some of the replies. Oh, hockey card. <laughs> my God. I If they come out and wear all of these jerseys, I will buy each and every one of them. I do not care. I will own a Jack Eichel slug jersey for all I care. I can't wait for the uh, intro video on opening night. I'm going. I'm going. 100%. And I think they're doing another special night in December mm. honoring like when the team like a found, the founding, was founded. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I know. I'm this, excited. The one tweet changed my excitement. Mm-hmm. This, this better not be smoke, Sabres. Give us what we want. Give me the goat head. Sabre dance is going to be... What would, an, what would an Adidas slug jersey look like? Somebody make a mock-up of it. Okay, please. The toilet bowl collar. What's this What's this discussion about the slug was bad, but the jersey was good? No. By traditional hockey jersey standards, by hockey sweater standards, the code of a hockey jersey, no. That violates every... The... the, the whatever you want to call it. The Geneva Conference of Jerseys. It violates every guideline. That entire design. The that, Reebok edge need to die. I question your taste in hockey jerseys if you think that anything about that setup was nice. You know what the, the slug looks like? The Rams logo. Yeah. It looks like the LA Rams logo. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I really I really question your... your <laughs> I'm really gatekeeping ho- hockey jerseys now. I, I consider myself, like... The source, I guess. Um, but no, I, I really question you if you think that there's anything attractive about that whole, uh, what do you call it, brand. Reebok Edge was just so bad. It was bad. We're Adidas, still haunted. Adidas is Reebok nice Edge places. has violated our eyeballs for, for two 12 years now. Oh my! I can just think, like, Jack Eichel could wear the goat head. And I'm, like, royal blue. It could happen. Now, wouldn't we have heard something, though, if this was if they were actually going to pump these out? Yeah, we and that's why it's not it. going to happen. It's not yeah. going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just typical Buffalo getting my hopes up and mm-hmm. going to be inevitably disappointed. My favorite part about the goat head was the possibilities for the goaltender pads that it made. Like, you could have red and black pads. There's a sick picture of Marty Baron at my work where his, his coho pads are just, like, black and red, and that's it. Then he has that awesome red helmet with, like, the black cage. Oh, yeah, like, oh. the Marty Baron's helmet with the, like, the original logo, but mm-hmm. red and black. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Oh, that's a All nice right. look. That's enough Jersey talk for mm-hmm. this episode. Uh, you got anything else you want to add? For the show? Mm-hmm. Uh, no... No, um, hopefully they have the 50th anniversary gear at the dev camp today. I, this is my first dev camp since, like, they held it at Niagara when I was eight years mm, old. Okay. So, I've seen Patrick Quetta. It's fun. Yeah. All right, that's all we got for this episode of the Charging Buffalo Podcast. We will be back next week talking about free agency, hopefully uh, some new additions to the team, not on horrendous contracts. Uh, let's hope for that. Jason Bottrell, usually pretty careful on free agency day, though. No big signings. His first one, uh, he only made two signings last year in uh, Scott Wedgwood and Carter Hutton. So we'll see if 
he makes any big splashes. Not anticipating anything big, though. Hopefully, some trades we can talk about next week. But, yeah, uh, that's all we got for this episode. We'll be back next week. Uh, you can follow The Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at The Charging Buff. And you can follow us on Twitter as well, JoeTCBNHL. DM me if you have any extra tickets for <laughs> Saturday's three-on-three tournament. I will pay. I will pay you. Unless you want to give me for free. That would be cool. Uh, and then you can follow Luke on Twitter as well. L-V-K-E-T-C-E. We'll be back next week. We will see you in the next one. Goodbye.